sa Alabao. It's the What's It All About show with your host, Al Roberts. Let's get ready to rumble! How is everyone doing? Um, welcome to the What's All About MMA show with me, Al Roberts. Uh, this is episode 9, we're up to now. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy, like. Um, it's been a busy week, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I've been back at work the last couple of weeks, and then I'm releasing, this is the second show I'm releasing this week, and then I've got two shows for you next week as well, which is, I love it, so I'm, I'm more than happy to do do this many. But yeah, it's been quite busy, been non-stop. Uh, but yeah, um, just going to start this show by basically mentioning uh, JMA Radio, we, have a, we do have a sponsor, which is um, Timmy's Kitchen. Uh, basically, it's it's in Carlisle. It's a vegan-friendly restaurant and takeaway. It's open Wednesdays to Sunday, eleven thirty till nine, and open for breakfast on Sundays as well. Uh, it's fully vegan, and for that matter, they're actually going to be releasing a code soon, which actually gets JMA listeners money off their order. But I know, like, if if you're into your vegan food. Go check it out, man. Like it's generally really nice food. Guy, the guy who runs it and owns it, a top guy. Um, yeah, yeah. So if you're in your area and you fancy something like that, go for it. But ah, uh, yeah. Moving on with the show. Uh, yeah, like I say, it's been a busy couple of weeks. I had obviously um, I had uh, the Usher Boys on at the weekend. Recorded that on Sunday. That premiered on Monday, I believe. Um, great. Great talk with them. Like, I really enjoyed it. They all brought a lot of good content to what we were talking about. They had great inputs. And you could tell they'd really thought about what they wanted to talk about in the show and stuff like that. It was great, man. Like, it was, I really enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to get them lads back on again. They're the top boys. They really are. Um, yeah, hopefully get them on soon. Pick some different subjects, basically, and go from there. Uh, yeah, uh, tomorrow night, it's Wednesday today for me, I'm recording this today, pre-recorded obviously, but um, I should say Thursday, I've got a friend of mine, Ash Golden, coming on, a uh, friend of mine I trained with Jiu-Jitsu with initially, um, he's a real, uh, he's almost got a bit, very philosophical MMA fan, got some interesting views, interesting opinions on things, um, I'm really looking forward to having him on. I'm going to go talk with him. Uh, I think initially we're talking about the likes of uh, retirement in MMA. Um, I think the big question that will be brought up is probably when is enough enough? Um, I won't go too much into it. We'll save that for the conversation. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to having a talk about that. Um, I think we're going to talk a lot about uh, Jiu-Jitsu as well, I'd say, since we both trained together and he's he's very much into the the... Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu culture and such like, so that'll be quite an interesting conversation. But uh, yeah, and then yeah, do another show next week. By the way, and then that'll be 
covering the Darren Till uh, Robert Whitaker battle that's coming up this Saturday uh, at middleweight. It's looking like sort of the winner's going to get the title shot against the winner of Adesanya and Costa. Huge fight, should be an absolute war. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to doing a breakdown of that. Hopefully, it's a great card. But yeah, um, so today's show, I'm literally just doing uh, two breakdowns of the two fight nights from last week. Uh, it's the only reason I'm doing the second show, just due to basically, um, I just didn't want to miss out on talking about both fight nights. Uh, both fight nights were great. The Wednesday one, long bit of a long-winded night, a lot of decisions, but Saturday's night was just finished, start to finish, and it was great fights right the way through that night. But um, I'm going to just talk about a lot of the highlights and the sort of the main fights I took to on the cards. But uh, yeah, um, we'll start with the uh, Cater and Ige card. The absolutely brilliant card. A lot of decisions, a lot of drawn out fights, but there were a lot of wars on that card. Um, yeah, uh, Kelvin Cater versus Dan Ige. Great fight. Five Went all five rounds. Cater uh, taking it by, by decision. I think it was realistically, I had it about four rounds to one. Um, Kater took the first round, Ige took the second, and then Kater just sort of ran away with it, three, four, and five. Uh, Kelvin, Kelvin Kater, all credit to him, pretty much had a broken nose from the second round from what from what I could see. Um, Paul Felder mentioned it quite a few times on the commentary. It was a great fight, though, man. Like, both both lads stood in there and, and threw at each other. Uh, Ige, Ige did really well with that, especially he took the second round. It was really... It was just great to see him mixing up body shots and then he was ending it with like a big left hook that landed quite a few times. I think initially that's what broke uh, Cater's nose in the second round. But uh, Calvin Cater though, just third, fourth and fifth, just, just bettered him. Just oh, I really like I really like Cater in that division. I think he's a serious handful. I think he's a big guy for 145. His boxing offensively and defensively is amazing to watch. He always seems he sets everything up with. He's got almost what what I can see is he just looks like he's got a perfect job. Where he's not putting hundred percent in, so hit or miss, he's pulling back in. And he just, um, Hinato Mokano just like kicked him right through the fight and taking away the boxing of uh, Keita, which is it, it was a great, great performance by uh, Moncano. His other loss to Zabit, he pretty much um, lost the first two rounds and then gave Zabit an absolute pasting in the third. So if we see that match run again, I, I'd put my money on Keita, I really would. Um, I don't know. I don't know where you go with Cater at the minute. I actually, I actually thought this was taking a step back for him after his uh, big knockout with Jeremy Stevens. Um, 
But he gets stuck in there, man. He gets tough as fuck. Like, that guy's one little tough Hawaiian. Um, he gets not bad at all. Uh, like, he's not a bad fighter. He's ranked around number 10 or 11 in the featherweight. Cater, in my opinion, is probably going to run for that title this year. And it's a bold statement, but may very well get it as well. He is—he just looks so good. Um, it, got to see a bit of his ground and pound as well in this fight, where he looked a savage. He looks like he has got some brutal ground and pound. But, yeah, I think I'd like to see Keita maybe one more fight, get another fight under his under his belt against the top guy. I think that's the next for him. He's, he's ranked six at the moment. He's got to go into that top five now. He doesn't, doesn't have a choice. It's just I think he'd welcome it. Yeah, yeah, did a good job of saying he fight Volkanovski after the fight. So you got to give him credit on that. But um, if there's a name that pops into my mind at the moment, I think there's a lot of sort of fights getting set up here, here and there. I think there's only, well, there's two, sorry, two names. Uh, I think Josh Emmett versus Cater is a great fight. I think both those guys, winner of that, potentially could go on to fight for the title, in my opinion. Emmett's on a really good run of fights. Cater's on a, a decent little run of fights now. Oh, the other one is Brian Ortega, who's, I think, ranked number two. Um, obviously, he hasn't fought since uh, losing his title, title belt. Yeah. Losing his title fight against Max Holloway. We haven't seen him since, which that was a good 18 months, easy 18 months ago, maybe longer actually now. So it is, I don't know, I'd love to see, uh, yeah, Cater against Ortega is my one, to be honest, but I, I think if he fights Emma, I think that definitely puts one of them two into contention for the title, definitely does. I think they would put them both, I think maybe put Emma on something like a five-fight win streak if he beat Cater. And Kater, we put Kater on a clean three without trying. But yeah, a great fight. Well worth a watch if you get a chance to watch the, either. Watch both the fight nights from last week. They were both amazing. But uh, yeah, great performance by Kater. Danny Ige is still one of the tough prospects in that division. I think he could I think he could still do some decent damage in that division. I don't think many people after watching that are going to be in a rush to fight him. But uh, don't get wrong, Danny Ige looked battered at the end of that fight. He, he looked bloodied up. His eye, his eye took a beating. His eye got really badly sealed up. So we'll see when he um, when he can actually fight again, to be honest. But moving on, um, Tim Elliott. Great win over Ryan Benoit. It was a great little back-and-forth fight. Really liked it. Um, both at 125 pounds. Both guys... Ryan Benoit's been out for a long time with injuries. Tim Elliott's ranked about 10. He's sat at about 10 for quite a while. But this is his third fight since January. Um, he's bro just broke a three-fight skid, to be fair, which isn't good for anyone. But like I say, man, he's putting in the work. He's fighting constantly this year at the moment. So I think he's putting it together. He's looked a lot better in this fight than he has in his last sort of two or three. He really has, which is great, though. It's, it's really good. But... um. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an effort to watch and enjoy the 125 pound division more. Um, I do enjoy it, but I just uh, we talked about this with uh, the other Usher brothers the other day. We talked about Mighty Mouse and stuff like that. It's just one of the divisions you struggle to get behind because they are the smaller, smaller guys. And as much as I totally love the the technicality of the fighting, the speed of the fighting, you know, and these guys fight non-stop. 100 mile an hour, it's great to watch. 
it's you just see a lack of knockouts, I think, that puts me off. And I, I like all aspects of MMA, don't get me wrong, but you just your hopes of a finish aren't too high in that division a lot of the time. But it is something I just need to get over it and start enjoying the fights more. There are quite a lot of fighters at 125 I genuinely really do enjoy. Uh, there was a couple the other night which I watched, which were amazing, which I'll get to later on. It, you know what I mean? It, I just need to make the effort and start enjoying them more and stop being so judgmental if there's not bigger um, rated guys. But yeah, uh, great win for Tim Elliott. Good to see him get a win. He's, he's one of my favourite guys at 125. I really enjoy him fighting. Um, I think he, he'll fight anyone. and He's, he's a real sc- scrappy, eccentric style to him. So it's good to see him on. It's good to see him get a win. I was really chuffed, chuffed with that, to be honest. Uh, another guy, another guy I really like actually, uh, Jimmy Rivera beat uh, Cody Stammen. Uh, great to see Jimmy Rivera get a win back, man. He's, he's been on a two-fight skid. Um, he won, he beat John Dodson before that skid, and then before that got knocked out by Marais. So he's had a bit of a hard run at it, to be honest. You know what I mean? His last four fights he's fought, Marais, Dodson, uh, Petri Jan, who's now the champion in that division, and Algerman Sterling. The guy has not had an easy easy workload in the last couple of years, but yeah, he did a really good job uh, beating Cody Stammen. Yeah, um, great performance. Just looked, I know Cody Stammen's like, fought his last couple of fights at featherweight. He's a bantamweight naturally from uh, what I've seen of his career. Rivera looked a weight class above him. He just looked a bit bigger, a uh, bit harder hitting. Um, Rivera's had like, in his last two fights, he lost. He lost against Petrian, who I've said there's the champion now. He just beat Aldo. And Algerin Sterling, who arguably is the number one contender. Both fights, he just looked gun-shy. Like, I've seen Rivera knock people out effortlessly. He's a he's a powerful dude for that for 35 and 45. He's built, great wrestling, heavy striking. His, his leg kicks are really underrated. But he just looked gun-shy. In his last two fights, which is a real shame. But the two guys who beat him are the two, arguably two of the best spanking weights in the world right now, so there's no shame there. But great to see him get a win, man. I'm really happy to see him get back get back at it. Uh, what was next? Uh, Abdul Razak Alassan versus Munir Lazez. Uh, Lazez, this was Lazez's UFC debut. What a fight this was, though. What a fight, man. Um, I'm just going to say it now, I'm fairly on board with the Lazez um, hype train. Like, the guy looked incredible. He looked like an amazing striker. For a debut, he, he looked a serious problem for that division, stand-up-wise. Especially to debut against a guy who's so heavy-handed in, in Alassane. That guy throws bombs, he knocks people out. And he, he did he did try and steamroll Lazaz right off the bat. And he just couldn't, he just couldn't get, get away with it. Lazaz just balled up when he needed to, fired back when he needed to. And I think Alassane, from what I've seen of it, uh, Abdul Alassane just seemed like he he lost motivation when he couldn't knock him out right off the bat. And you see this in quite a lot of fighters who are knockout artists. If they don't get that knockout right off the bat and they've hit them with everything when they're used to knocking people out, you can see it completely sucks them away a bit. It really does. It demotivates them. You can see it in quite a few fights. But I think that's what happened. But great fight overall. Like, honestly, that whole fight. Uh, did three rounds. And Lazaz just looks 
amazing. Um, I think it, it, as much as I don't, it is early. It's early bells to be diving on, diving on him and being like, you know, prospect, etc. He's had one fight in the UFC, but he looks incredible when it comes to his kickboxing. Yeah, so I'm really curious to see him fight again. Like he, he looks, he looks brilliant. I'm, I'm fairly on that hype train for him, to be honest. Next guy I want to talk about now, I think I'm renowned for butchering especially Russian fighters' names. So, Zamat Shemev. Shemev, sorry. Zamat Shemev. Um, this guy ran through uh, Welsh, John, Welsh fighter John Phillips, and I mean ran through him. Like, I don't think John Phillips got a got a fucking punch off in that fight. He literally just steamrolled him down with a takedown and then just proceeded to spend the whole fight on top of him, beating the daylights out of him until I believe he he uh, snatched up a, a dart choke and ended him. Um this is like there's been a lot of fighters in the last last two fight nights who've debuted and looked incredible. This is another guy man. I'm going to make a pretty fucking bold statement now. This guy looks, if he performs like that, and his skill level is where I think it is from watching a couple of highlight videos of him and watching this fight in particular, this could be the next 170 champion. This fight was at middleweight. He's now taking a fight in 10 days' notice again um, against a debuting guy called Reese McKee, who's a Cage Warriors UK standout. It's a bold statement, but I'm saying it now. I think this guy is going to be the 170 pound champ. I'm, I'm putting it out there now. Um, do I think it'll happen soon? Probably not, but I reckon, I reckon he's at least going to challenge for the belt in the le- next year. And if he does does things right and he performs like he did the other night, he's going to run through that division. I promise you that. Um, I feel. Quite bad for Reese McKee. Reese McKee's been a UK standout for quite a long time. Fights on the Cage Warriors uh, promotion. Really good fighter. He's on a hand. He's on a good winning streak at the minute. I believe he might. Have, I think he might have even been Cage Warriors welterweight champion off the top of my head. Definite UK standout. Great fighter. I haven't watched a lot of his fights, but I've watched quite a few in, in Cage Warriors. Um, I feel bad for him, man. Like he's. Debuting in, in the UFC against a guy, in my opinion, who's going to run through that division. It's, it's yeah, I feel bad for him, I'll be honest now. I just don't know if he's going to hold up against the grappling of uh, Shemev. I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm maybe jumping the gun a little bit, but I, 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 think, I think he's going to get run through if there's, if there's anything to go by the other day for that fight. I don't know. I might be wrong. I honestly might be, but that's just how I, how I see it at the moment. Um, I think I've just made some pretty bold statements there, but I'll stick to them. Like, um, I, I'm probably going to try and get Ash Golden's opinion on this guy because I think he'll, I think he'll probably agree with me to be honest on this. Hopefully, but we will see. But yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, I'll have another go. Comes <laughs> that Shemayev. He's uh, one to look out for, future 170 champ, I'll, I'll say it now. Um, another UK guy 
who I believe was debut. No, I think he's had like a couple of fights, maybe if that. Uh, Ron Murphy fighting out the UK, another UK guy. Um, he TKO'd uh, Ricardo Ramos or Hamos, as I should say. Uh, first round TKO, ground and pound, end of the first, I think it was. Um, yeah, this kid looked really good, man. Uh, Ricardo Hamos is a, is a serious fucking prospect in that division, and Murphy not run through him but when you take a guy like that out in the first round it's a fucking hell of a statement hell of a statement um so yeah that was good to see good to see another uk guy um let's see what this is i'm gonna butcher another fucking name here um modestas bukowskas um he's another uk guy another guy out of cage warriors man um i watched this guy i think it was bt sport did a it might have been PT Sport did a promo on sort of Cage Warriors and he got he was sort of one of the highlighted fighters in it. Um, I watched yeah, I watched a couple of his finishes in Cage Warriors. Like he, he looked good in this fight, man. Like it was pretty even going in the round. Um uh, Bukowskis finished the guy on literally end of the round, finished him when he defended a takedown against the cage and just hit him with um hit Andreas this is another name I'll butcher again. Um, Andreas Michalidis. Andreas Michalidis. Um, yeah, Andreas went for the takedown. Um, got defended against. Then just got hit with a barrage of elbows. Um, Andreas calls for uh, shots to the back of the head. I didn't see any, but I have only watched the fight once. So maybe he did, but it, it, was, a, it was very... Um, uh, Travis Brown, Josh Barnett-esque, of defending takedowns, barraging the guy in the side of the head with elbows until they go limp. It was a brutal finish, man. Like, really brutal. Andreas couldn't get back up after it. He was real wobbly. But a uh, great performance. But that puts uh, Bukowskis, he puts him on a seven-fight win streak with seven finishes, man. Um, it could be a, he, he could be a decent force, um, light heavyweight, 205 pounds. We'll see. Um, I think the 205 division always needs fresh talent. It, it is a division that's struggled over the years. I think at the minute, at the minute, it's looking good, but yeah, it's not going to hurt getting a bit of fresh talent in that division. And this guy could be it, man. Yeah, he looked really good. But uh, seven fight win streaks, seven finishes. It's it's a good it's a good way of going to the UFC. It's a good bit of hype behind him. Um, another another UK standout, formerly of Cage Warriors, um, Mr. Jack Shaw. Uh, beautiful submission win against um, Aaron Phillips. This is um, puts Jack Shaw at two and zero in the UFC. Both finishes by sub, both by rear naked choke. Uh, another real good Cage Warriors standout. I believe it's bantamweight, top mid. Well, uh, yeah, great fight, man. Like he's been looking really good. Um, I think they're gonna definitely throw him into probably a top fifteen fight soon. Uh, yeah, so many, so many fighters on this card from from sort of uh, Cage Warriors and the UK camps. It's great to see, man. Uh, a lot of them did really well. Uh, I believe Chris Chris Fishgold got beat sadly, but I think that puts him on a couple of losses in the UFC. In the nicest way, I don't mean any disrespect by this, but that could be him going back to Cage Warriors. I think, or maybe Bellator. Maybe Bellator would maybe pick him up. But it was great, great, great to hear and see so many great UK fighters coming through 
and uh, taking the opportunity to get out, get out to fight Ireland, fight for the UFC. I don't think a lot of the uh, debuts have been ideal for what they plan in the careers by any means, but they've all stepped up and looked really good doing it. So, yeah, man, it was really good to see Spawn. Uh, really great card. Obviously, that's not all the fights that were on it, but they were the ones that sort of I really enjoyed watching. Um, a lot of standouts, a lot of debuts, a lot of future prospects just from one card, in my opinion. There were quite a lot of decisions on that card, but they, these were the highlights that I took from it personally. But yeah. Moving on to the second fight night we had last week. We were we were truly spoiled. Um, this, this fight night, my God, like there was not a bad fight on this card. There is not, there is no fight I will talk about today that I did not enjoy, got sucked into and just loved every second of it. I, I can't remember seeing a bad fight on this card. It was full of great talent, competitive fights as well, which is, is the best part of watching any fight. If it's two people who are totally evens, best thing you'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just going to start at the top of the card and move down. Um, obviously, it's great now we've got a new flyweight champion. That belt's no longer in limbo. Um, Figueredo dismantled Benavides. This is a rematch from months ago. Uh, in the first match, it was for the vacant flyweight title. Figueredo missed weight. Therefore, he still competed but couldn't win the title. But Benavides could in that fight. Um, he, he finished Benavides, I think, in round three uh, by, by knockout. It was a real shame. Um, the guy missed weight by, I think, it was two pounds or something like that which means you forfeit the chance to win the title. You can still compete in the fight, but you cannot walk away as the champion. But he came in this fight and he did it right, mate. He did it right. He just knocked Benavidez down three times in the first round. Don't get me wrong, those first two knockdowns, it was so impressive how Benavidez recovered. He got back up and he looked like he'd sharpened himself back up and was back in the fight. And then the third knockdown... Uh, Figueredo falling to the ground basically and just proceeded to spend the rest of the round on his back fighting for rear naked chokes. Finally got one, finished the fight. Completely, complete domination, great performance, no questions, no what ifs. And we have a we have a new flyweight champion who looks exciting, dangerous, and a serious threat as the champion. Um, he's got a handful of submission wins, a handful of knockout wins. The guy's probably the nastiest puncher in that division by far. Yeah, I, I, there's not many lads who are, who are going to challenge for that. Well, not challenge, but take that belt, I don't think. I think we could have a real dominant 125 champ and an exciting one, which will be good to see people support that division and get behind it. Um, but yeah, great performance. Um, the co-main event was uh, Jack Hermanson against Kelvin Gastelum. Uh, Hermanson's, uh, he's one of the silent killers in, in the middleweight division. I'll be honest, I have not gave that man enough credit. I think he's on, I think he's on like maybe win, win, loss, win. Um, but brilliant, brilliant heel hook submission over Calvin Gastelum. Just locked it in, perfect timing. Completely took advantage of the of the position and the situation of having Calvin Calvin leave a leg in there in his guard, wrapped him up in a heel hook, tapped him first round. I thought Gaslam was gonna 
going to knock Hermanson out in this fight. Uh, great performance by Jack Hermanson. Quick, efficient. Uh, shame about Gaslam. This puts him on a three-fight losing streak. So he lost the interim title fight against Adesanya, which was a war. That fight could have went either way on the right night. I wouldn't have been mad at them giving it to Gaslam. But Adesanya won that. He then lost decision to Darren Till, who's obviously fighting this weekend. Then he's just been submitted in the first round by Hermanson. Three fight losing streaks are not a good thing in this sport. It tends to be the old the old rule in, in UFC used to be if you lost three fights, you were cut. I don't think they'll cut Gaslam. I really don't. I think he'll get another shot, if not two, to be honest. But um, he needs to come back. I think he needs to take a reset. Needs to take six months a year, reset. I mean, it's up to, this is just me saying this, but maybe reset himself and then come back. Um, he's an, he's a guy who fought a lot of uh, welterweight. I think he's still a guy who can make that welterweight welterweight limit. Maybe go down. Maybe go back down to welterweight and sort of try and reinvigorate himself. Who knows, man? But um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Gaslam to be honest. Big gutted to see him on a three fight losing streak, but. Hey man, all three people are legit killers in that division who he's lost to, so there's no shame in it by any means, man. Another unreal fight, amazing, amazing display of uh, stand-up from both lads, really. Uh, UK standout Mark DeCassie, Casey, I should say, who's a very, very good striker, very flashy guy on the feet. Uh, sadly lost a decision to Raphael Fiziev. Who is, he's actually, from what I've seen and the info I've got on him, he's a, a coach at Tiger, Tiger Muay Thai out in Thailand, which is a huge uh, Thai boxing camp. A lot of MMA fighters go out there to train there. A lot of big names. And he's actually one of the coaches out there, apparently. But this guy was pulling off Matrix, Matrix-esque um, head movement through his fight. Casey was throwing head kicks and he was just literally just like bending himself in half backwards and avoiding them. The guy's a serious striker, man. Like he, he definitely bettered uh, to K- to Casey through the fight. Definitely bettered him. Um, really banged him up in in, in the stand up. Uh, scary sounding body kicks he was landing. Like it sounded like it sounded like ribs were breaking every fucking kick. Um, Fazeev's definitely one to watch out. He's eight and eight and one. Sorry, eight and one in MMA. In his last couple, last couple of fights I've watched him, his stand-up has looked phenomenal. He's looked powerful, stocky, uh, definite, definite one to watch at 155. Yeah, um, he's definitely on the watch list this year. I think he seems a guy who wants to dive up in competition pretty sharpish, which will make or break him, I think. I'm curious to see what his wrestling and his jiu-jitsu is like. I'm curious to see him get that tested. Whenever you see a striker of that caliber come into MMA and look that good, you do you do sort of wonder, so to speak. You do wonder, all right, that's fine, but what's he going to do against a high, high-end wrestler? What's he going to do against a, a, a legit black belt in jiu-jitsu? It's the same with, um, with uh, Monir Lazez I was talking about earlier. That's, that's going to be the question on him already. As good as he... These both both these boys looked stand up wise. Everyone's going to be asking, but how good is your grappling? That will be the biggest question by every fan with these two gentlemen coming up. 
so yeah, that's my my big question is that like like most fans are he's probably gonna be like, alright, how does he defend against a good wrestler and how does he do on the ground against a good jits guy? Or oh, God forbid a guy who has both. Let's see how that goes for him. Uh next fight on the on the main card was uh was flyweight fight. Ariane Lipsky against uh Luana Carolina. This was one of the nastiest knee bars I have ever seen in my fucking life. This girl's knee went backwards, basically. Um, Carolina actually had uh, Lipsky in, in almost like a calf crusher. And Lipsky just grabbed her, grabbed Carolina's other leg and just proceeded to wrench it back towards herself. Uh, search it. Go on Google. Search Lipsky versus Carolina. Look in the images. Just search images for that. And look at the knee bar and the angle her knee goes up when she drag when Lipsky drags it back. It is horrific. But um, Lipsky's looking really good. Like she's, I think she's sort of prospect material at the moment, to say the least. Um, I'm curious to see how she does in the next couple of fights. But yeah, amazing submission win, savage knee bar. Definitely go search it if you've not seen it. Um, kicking off the main main event card was. Alexandra Patoja, Pantoja against Askar Askarov. Another flyweight fight. This is another fight that's kicked my ass into gear with the flyweight division. This fight was fucking amazing to watch technically from a grapple standpoint. Um, Pantoja seems a legit jits guy. Askarov is from Dagestan, therefore he's born with the ability to wrestle basically. And it was a great fight, man. I think Pantoja... He, he he slowed down towards the end of the fight a bit, but Askarov is a grinder man. Like these two guys, two little, rapid, very technical fighters, man. It was a great fight to watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Definitely, if you're an absolute grapple fanboy, go and watch that fight, man. Go and enjoy, especially the first round. I think Pantoja threw threw up from his back anything up to like three, four. Three or four submissions in the first sort of minute or so of being on his back. It was unbelievable to watch, technically. Just real great fight. Go get watched. But um, very close fight, but uh, Askarov took the decision after three rounds. Not mad at it. It was it was fair enough, if I'm being honest. I, I had Askarov probably nipping that fight just. But great fight, man. Go. This is it. We need we need to start showing some support to the flyweight division, I think. I'm definitely on that on that train, like. I enjoy it. I really do. I just need to get past the mental thing of like, uh, flyweights. No, I'm going to, me and everyone else needs to make the effort to appreciate that, that weight class without a doubt. But uh, yeah, moving to the bigger boys. Um, we had our uh, Roman Dolidzi against Cadiz Ag Agribima. Abrigimov. Abrigimov. Um, great first round knockout for uh, Dolidze. Uh, sort of threw a threw a head kick, landed a knee, uh, knocked him knocked him out. Flash. It was uh, it was a good fight, man. Like really good fight. Uh, Ibrahimov. Ibrahimov. Jesus Christ, Ibrahimov. Um, there, there was really hyping this guy at the start of the fight and during, like he was going to be a next big thing at like heavyweight. But yeah, man, I, I love a good uh, I love a good hype train getting dismantled, like. Uh, yeah, real real good knockout. Knee right to the jaw, took him out, no problem. 
Um, there was then a catchweight fight. Um, I'm not sure exactly what weight they were doing. I think it was maybe 150 or so, maybe higher, maybe 160. Uh, young guy, another prospect that is very highly touted in MMA at the moment is a guy called Grant Dawson. He fought um, Nad Narimani, who's another Cage Warriors, I believe he was Cage Warriors featherweight champion for a time. Um, he's now fighting the UFC. Uh, Grant Dawson shut the guy down. Like, Narimani is a tough guy, man. Like, he was in the fight. He never gave up the entire fight, man. He was still in there throwing punches, trying his best to really, you know, get some offense going. Grant Dawson looks legit. Like, I believe he said he needs quite a long time to hit featherweight, so I'm guessing this catchweight was done around 150. Um, but he says he'll fight at featherweight or lightweight. He wants to fight a couple of times on Fight Island. Good for him, man. He's a young guy, the only early 20s. His wrestling looks absolutely splendid. His jiu-jitsu is probably there with it. And he didn't look like he had bad stand-up either, so... Yeah, definite prospect material. The way they were talking about him uh, in the commentary booth and such like, they all seemed to think he was, he was something real special. And from what I seen the other night, he, he looks damn good, man. Especially to be um, a European champion. Yeah, I'm curious to see who that guy gets next. I think if he's got any sense, he's not going to dive up against a top-rated top guy. Just take your time. You know, take what fights are there. Don't start headhunting too early for me. That would be my, my look on that. Um, it was a bit of a sad one with uh, Joe Duffy, um, famously known for choking out Conor McGregor in Cage, Cage Warriors. He lost to Joel Alvarez by a submission round one. Sad side of this is Joe Duffy has actually announced his retirement, which is uh, which is a real shame, man. Like Todd Duffy's got a lot. Sorry, Todd Duffy, Joseph Duffy has got a lot of talent. Like, he's a real talented fighter, man. I've enjoyed watching a lot of his fights. He's, he's fought some really good guys in that, in that lightweight division. Um, it looked a fairly fairly one-for-one -one fight. It really looked like it was going to go a good couple of rounds, to be honest. But I think Duffy just got a bit lazy with a takedown and basically just got snatched up in a guillotine. So, yeah, not much to say about that, really. I, I was a bit gutted for him. But um, he then announced his retirement after the fight which is a real shame. Whether or not he'll stay retired is a different matter. It's always the question these days. It's rare when retirement means retirement now in MMA. A lot of people do come back. But if he's moved on, then you know what? I give him a big thank you for, for his fights, man. Like He put on a lot of good fights in UFC and Cage Warriors. And he was a real, real exciting guy to watch, to be honest. So, yeah, I wish him all the best with his future, future endeavours, really. Just, uh, yeah, it is a shame we've lost, lost a good fighter there, to be honest, but it is what it is. Excuse me, I'm just taking a drink of water there. Um, Bantamweight Brett Johns from Wales got a great decision win over Montel Jackson. Great, great performance by Brett Johns. He did everything he needed to do to win that fight. He was, yeah, Montel Jackson had such a reach on this guy. Uh, Brett Johns is such a scrappy little bastard, such a scrappy little guy. Um, another, this is all I'm talking about today, but he's another Cage Warriors standout. He, um, did really well in Cage Warriors at Bantamweight. He's just a scrappy little guy, man. Uh, I think he's, his sort of main art was judo growing up. Did a lot of judo, he's got, and you can see it. 
And seeing his clinch work against the cage, he's got a real, real strong clinch on him. I don't... Yeah, I, I don't know how far Brett Johns goes in this division. He's a, I think he drops the flyweight. He's a small guy for bantamweight. And I think as much as he's got quite a lot of talent, um, I don't know, I think he needs to go down a weight class for me. I think he could do it as well. But I just think he's going to be a bit too small for those bigger bantamweights, the likes of um, you know, Marlon Marais, uh, Jimmy Rivera if he goes back to bantamweight. Um, even Petri Jan, I think, yeah, I think I think it's a it's a hard division for him to stay around in. But great great win at the weekend. Did everything he needed to do and did it right. Yeah, moving on. Um, uh, Canadian Malcolm Gordon got uh, submitted first round submission triangle by Amir Al Al Albazi. Um, I didn't know anything about either of these two guys. I still really don't. Um, I think both were debuting again. Um, scrappy little fight, another bantamweight clash. Both went at it pretty well, to be honest, back and forth for one round. But uh, yeah, Albazi locked him up in a triangle and looked like he had yeah some seriously legit jujitsu. Like uh, gets the win. Like I said, I don't know much about these two guys, and that's the thing. There was like a lot of sort of quite quick finishes throughout the card, where you, especially for guys you've not really seen that much, you don't really get much of a take on it when it's a first round finish a lot of the time. But yeah, um, see where these two both go, see if we see any of them on Fight Island in the next couple of weeks. Um, an absolutely amazing fight, but an amazing performance of one of these gentlemen. We have uh, Davy Ramos against uh, Armin Zarukian. Um, Zarukian looked incredible with his striking. Another guy who I believe is very young, very competent striker, and looked the absolute shit while he did it. This guy was kicking quicker than I've seen most people punch. He looked it looked amazing. He honestly did. Um, he's another guy to keep an eye on, man. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah, David Ramos is no joke, man. Guy's a, a stocky lightweight. Heavy-handed, and he just got picked apart, man. Absolutely picked apart with just speed and technique. Um, yeah, so Sarukian, definitely another guy to watch, man. But um, yeah, that's pretty much all the highlights I took from from both, really. You know what I mean? Both fight nights, both were amazing. Um, the Saturday night card, I definitely took more from. I definitely enjoyed that more, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. Um, round off the show now, to be honest. Just a little show today. I just want to talk about those two fight nights. And what I've took from it is just the amount of talent coming through at the moment. The amount of people debuting over this next couple of months on Fight Island is going to be incredible. We're seeing a lot of talent coming through. A lot of people are already, you know, really shining out, making making the mark on the spot, which is absolutely incredible to see. It's great, man. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it from today, really. I just wanted to talk about quite a few guys coming up that I think people need to know about. And then there was a lot of great fights, especially on the Saturday night card. It was amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed watching that. Wednesday's card was good as well. Do not get me wrong. But there's a lot more crazy shit happened on Saturday. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, this will be the second show this week. 
Uh, next show that will be premiering on Monday, I believe, that will be with my mate Ash Gibson. That should be good crack. And then I'll be doing the breakdown for Darren Till versus For- uh, Robert Whitaker. I've almost said Forrest Whitaker twice today instead of Robert Whitaker. Darren Till and Robert Whitaker, they're going to be fighting on Saturday. Um, I'll do the breakdown show for that. I'll record that on the Sunday. Get that out probably Thursday, hopefully. But I'll check the Facebook site. It'll let you know. But yeah, that's me from today. Thanks to everyone who's been listening the last couple of weeks. We're now on episode nine. So we're getting we're getting underway, man. I'm, I'm not stopping doing this anytime soon, believe me. Um, yeah, but I just want to say, as always, my, I'll, I'll try and say as much as I can, but thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for messages I get off you asking about the show or telling me that you enjoy it. Uh, thanks to everyone who's liked the Facebook page and following that. Yeah, um, thanks to JMA Radio for the platform. And big thanks to uh, Junior as well, who puts in a lot of work uh, uploading, editing and stuff like that, my shows. It's, it's proper appreciated. All your hard work, mate, it really is. And thanks very much for letting me do this, to be honest. But yeah, thanks everyone. Take care of each other, look after yourselves. Hopefully you all have an awesome week, and I'll see you on the next show. Uh, thanks very much, and bye-bye.